0: Hey, you know what I believe? I believe that every single person can make a difference and that we all have something amazing to offer the world. I believe in standing up for what matters and in putting one foot in front of the other. I believe courage is way more important than confidence and I'm addicted to seeing people break through what they once thought they couldn't. And that's why I started this podcast. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to know that anything's possible, and I want you to find the courage to stand up and do your thing. Everything's waiting for you. You just have to believe it's possible. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast, and here is where your courageous life starts. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. Wow, I've got a great episode for you today. But first, I just wanted to take the opportunity to say thanks for tuning in and thanks for sticking with this. You know, we've only just started, we're only like 10 or so episodes in and already I know that there's a lot of people listening and I really, really appreciate it that you're hanging around and I truly appreciate your support. And not just for me, but also for the guests that I have on. You know, it's really nice for them to know that people are, caring about their stories and that people are really seeing them so that's really important I want to stop by and say thank you for that before I move into the next guest so again thank you very much but today I want to introduce you to today's guest who is Hugo Richard now is it's a little too complex for me but I'm going to give this intro a go because this stuff is way over my head but you wait to hear what he's got to say it is amazing stuff so let me introduce him so growing up a dyslexic and dysgraphic we will get to that trust me Hugo is a self-taught entrepreneur but with a particular focus on finding solutions for challenges that come with dyslexia dysgraphia and dyspraxia Hugo turned his own childhood challenges into a massive positive by creating efficient tools specifically apps that he can use that can be used for early detection of learning disabilities so he had previously created this app called Discreen and it screens for dysgraphia. And on the 1st of June, which has just gone, Discreen was upgraded to include the ability to screen for dyslexia as well. This is really exciting stuff for the kids that, you know, that are challenged by these things. Anyway, there's also another app called Slipper, and this it enables speech therapists, teaching specialists, you know, other professionals that work with kids with disabilities to really support the kids they work with. And Hugo's work includes, this bit is way over my head, but it includes the application of image recognition and natural language processing techniques which he and his team use to solve real world problems. And he's worked on diverse artificial intelligent projects and startups in France, the UK and Australia. He's the co-founder of Distech, So that's who the app is developed through, which has already gained support from the likes of Amazon and Dear Dyslexic. And the mission of Distech, which is fantastic, is to help children with dyslexia to reveal their talents. Now, I tell you what, that is great. I know that uh, intro was a mouthful because some of that stuff I don't even understand. So let's hope Hugo can help us with that. But what a fantastic thing they're doing for kids with disabilities. So if I just keep quiet now, I'm going to say, hi, Hugo, how are you going?
1: Hey, Karen. Oh, Wow, that's that's the best intro I've ever seen. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> that's a pleasure. You know, everyone's saying that. I'm starting to feel like there might be a little niche for me, you know, running around with people, introducing them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely, definitely. That's for sure. No, thank-
0: <laughs> well, it's good to have you uh, on board today.
1: Yeah, no, thank you so much for inviting me. It's, it's great chatting with you.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, look, I don't even understand half of what I just read out, to, to be honest. You know, this artificial intelligence stuff, I, I did look it up just before to say, you know, I've got an idea what it is. And I thought, no, I'm going to actually have a look and see what it is. And it's kind of like all these um, sections to it that, you know, assess their environment and then kind of measure things up. And it was like, oh, my God, my, my head was nearly exploding. I don't know how you do it. But I, if it wasn't for people like you doing this kind of stuff, You know, we we wouldn't have all these amazing things. And, you know, I've worked with kids with disabilities for a long, long time. And to see things like this coming through for them is just so special. It's just really amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no that's that's true look um a- ai can be daunting you know if you look at it um on the scientific side and on a mathematics side you could see where where people can be oh my god this is way too complex <laughs> you know you need like three phd to get your head around yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know i think it's becoming more and more um accessible to everyone and and thanks to the likes of youtube you know you can now just go online and and, and have a quick introduction on for on what it is mm. and so but yeah look this technology is 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 very impressive i mean you know when you hear like self-driving car and all those crazy sci-fi thing that you know we've we've only dreamed in in movie now are becoming reality Mm. um it's
0: amazing wow well it's all it's all um you know remember when I was a kid you know we used to talk about these things like video phones and you know lots sort of stuff and we used to think oh my god that'll <laughs> never happen you know as if that would ever happen that you could see somebody while they're talking but you know it, it just develops and it just it's incredible how far we've come and I imagine we've got so much more to explore into the future you know it's going to be amazing
1: Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. There's, there's a lot more to come. Oh, I,
0: I bet there is. Just before we talk about your journey into, you know, into this field, what, can you just explain to us the difference between dyslexia, dysgraphia and dyspraxia?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So first of all, I need to, to to put a big disclaimer here. So I I, I don't have expertise in any of those fields um, in 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 that regard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I can I can have a go at it. Okay. Uh, so so um, so all three of them are um, under the umbrella terms of learning um, disability. Yeah. Um, and um, and and basically, um, dyslexia is a learning disability which impacts. Um, the ability of reading yeah um, this graphia is exactly the same but it impacts the ability of writing or spelling or both yeah. um and this praxia um, is 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 a is a broader terms that um include uh, a problem with um, motions um and and um you know co- coordinated movements um and and things like that but um, again, I'm not I'm not an expert in those fields specifically. There's other people who would have a much better uh, definition than me. No, but
0: that's a really that, that just gives us a good understanding because you know I know that a lot of people might throw them all into the same bracket or, or not understand them or muddle them up. Mm. But it's really good. Just
1: one one last thing on that is just to know that they they overlap. So you know um, uh, you can be dyslexic and you can also be dysgraphic. So you can you can you can have you know, b- b- both problem, um, and often they do overlap. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, there's, when you have dyslexia, you, you, you also have a good chance to have dysgraphia. Uh, yeah, yep. So, yeah
0: and you said before you're not an expert but you've lived with dyslexia and dysgraphia all your life so i, I kind of think you're a bit of an expert you know you you, mo- you <laughs> might not have the technical terms to to describe it but you've certainly lived with it you know and it's uh does certainly makes you an expert on on the at least on the challenges and the impact of it you know that's uh, yeah particularly important. <laughs> so yeah. tell us about your journey you know, from from childhood, you are whatever, wherever you want to start, that led you to become one of the co-founders of DysTech and, you know, and then to creating these apps that are so wonderful?
1: Mm, Yeah. Um, Well, look, I, I, (laughs) so I grew up in France. Uh, um, I was born and bred in in France. Um, And, um, you know, um, what's interesting in the education system in France, in my opinion, because I've I've been lucky enough to experience both the French education, but as well as the English education, you know, in English speaking country is that French is very, very tough on kids. Um, Yeah, you know, uh, the amount of things that we learn is, is, is huge. And in a very short amount of time, in, you know, only a year, the curriculum is crazy. And um, in France, to give you an example is basically, if you know, if you have uh, 15 out of 20, um, then the teacher would say, well, you could have done better. Yeah. But in the, in, in English speaking country, what happened is like, well, you know, they, they encourage you um, in a way. So, you know, they say that's good. Yeah. Which yeah. is very good for people like me, you know, if you, if you have dyslexia and if you struggle at school, following and reading and, and keep up with your classmate, then, you know, having an adult that um, encourage you is, like, really useful. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so yeah, look, I, I grew up in France, um, and um, I, I've, I've got a background in printing, so I used to be a printer. I used to, you know, print business card and, and poster and flyer um and um i was working night shift in france and i i don't know i always wanted to you know try new things and i happened to just send my resume around the world for a printing job (laughs) yeah and i i just happened to find a job in here in australia so i just sold everything took a flight ticket and and here i am now in 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 australia (laughs) wow brave um yeah so that was about five years ago now um and so what happened when i arrived in australia it was a very different lifestyle for me where people are very different you know you it's you know people are very welcoming um they this I, i've met many people who encourage idea and and and, and you know sort of Allowing you to express yourself and actually taking into account some of the idea that you may have. And so that led me to sort of the entrepreneur ship journey that i i have now which is you know trying new thing you know let's let's create a company you know we c- i can have an abn in one day let's why not you know <laughs> let's let's set up a facebook page and let's see what people say you know yep. um so um so so I, I started um with a very first um startup called geom um which um the idea was to say let's create three D tour for um, real estate company. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it has nothing to do with what I do now, but but it, that was the first idea: is to you know let's let's try and bring the free the third dimension to the web. You yep. know when you browse your next home or um, can you have a three D tour? And so that went on for uh, for a couple of years, and it's actually um, a side project which is kind of sleeping. Um, and then I went back to Europe in two thousand seventeen, where I've, I've started other projects. I've started a, a consulting um, company in in London, where we were um, uh, helping company to actually um, understand how they could um, create intelligence formed the data that they had using AI. Wow! <laughs> and and that is the time where I I have met. Um, Prof. Matthew, um, which is also co-founder of um, of this tech, and he's got um, a, a child with you know severe difficulty. And he made a joke one day about, you know, how about we have a machine that can help those kids, you know, um, is, is there a way that we could use AI to do something about it? Mm. And unfortunately, that joke was taken very seriously <laughs> by, you know, young me saying, let's do something right now. And so um, we, we've organized a, a catch up and we were like, well, how can we make this a reality? How can we, you know, use data science and, and, and computer science to, to build something that could potentially help mm. people? um and i happen to have the disorder as well so you know it's like well you know it's it's also a personal um you know story yeah yeah um and you know so that was back in in 2017 um and and so i went back to australia in 2018 so we still had the idea started to do a bit of work on it trying to plan on on where and how we could help um, and in 2018, we had a much clearer idea of where we should focus our energy, and we officially created DISTEC um, in Australia in 2018. So officially, the project has kick-started two years ago, um, but it's, it's a long, you know, long-time idea, about four or three years ago. Mm. Um, and yeah, look now, you know, we've, we've made, uh, amazing progress. We've, we've, we've had some fantastic result with the technology. Um, we've had fantastic, uh, people who supported us, like, you know, like you said, Amazon, um, we went to Singapore to see them, um, and, and other fantastic organization who are supporting us and, and working with us to, to build technology for the better.
0: Wow. That's amazing. It's you know it's funny because you say it's been four years in the making or a few years in the making. It's um, mm. and you, you look at I was talking to about this to another guest is that you don't realize that all the little things that happen along your path, you know, from even from when you're a kid, they're all adding up. You know, to 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 become what you are today. To, you know, so all these little um, uh, meetings that you had all along the way, and you know, all the little bits and pieces, they all add up to this amazing thing that you're doing today and there'll be tons more in the future like this is just the start for you.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I, 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 I 100% agree. Um, you know, um like you, you know you have you have an idea and it's like a rough diamond and you just have to mm. reiterate like yep. 100,000 time to actually sort of have something that okay, this is actually going to work. Yep. But like don't like you know, don't be afraid to change your idea. Like, you know, mm. at the beginning, we thought that we could build something to actually support them in a way that we don't assess, but we provide support in learning how to read. Yeah, yeah. It Turns out learning, like teaching a kid how to read is extremely complex. Like if you start looking at it and you go deep, you know, you do, you do a, a deep dive into the details and academia um, into that, you'll figure out that there's so much layer Mm. that your brain and, and, you know, you you have to um, have in order to learn how to read. Like reading is very complex. So it turns out it's, it's, it's just, we couldn't find a way to to make this work so how about assessing the condition Mm. and so we've had so many pivot into what what are we what do we do you know who do we help adult Mm. kid like so yeah it's it's just a journey you know keep changing and then at some point you know something would work
0: (laughs) that's such a good point you know it's it's i keep saying that too with all my work with get off the bench you know people have an idea and then they have a vision but I keep saying, you know, you've got to be prepared that that vision might move. You know, you've got to be flexible with it because as you approach it, you know, things change and this changes and that changes. And I love the idea also that you're saying, just start messy, just start scrappy. You know, it doesn't matter, just give it a crack. And you know when you're saying, I'll oh, start up a Facebook page, oh, I can re- register an ABN, you know, all that sort of stuff. Just, I love that. I love that you just said, I'm just going to have a crack. And, and you know, if, if you sat back, those few years ago when you first come to Australia and thought, oh, yeah, I know I can do an ABN, but I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, I don't know what I want to do yet. Wait till you your ducks in a row. You would never have done this. It's You yes. only got to this because you kept trying and kept trying and kept trying. And, and, and the other thing too is how many failures do you have to cope with, you know, and, and people are scared of failure. But if you don't fail, you can't fine tune, you know, and you, oh. you can't get these amazing things come out. So I love oh, the sure. way you did it.
1: Thanks. Yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely true. Like the first, the first um, thing that I've started, Geom, um, the the worst mistake I've made is to not tell people about the idea by fear of them copying us, right? And that's, that was the worst possible thing I could ever done because the thing is people don't care about you Mm. and like you don't really realize, but you know, it's it could be you know the the idea is your baby, and you're like, oh my god, this is so amazing. I'm gonna change the world, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But in reality, you know, the real reality is that no one care about your idea, <laughs> and um, and the more you talk about to you know to people about your idea, the more you expose your idea to different brain, different expertise, different point of view, the the better. And the faster you, you sort of get a clue of, okay, you know, maybe, maybe this direction is a bit better and, you know, and actually start making real thing. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I love, there's a quote, which is fantastic, which is, uh, I always refer to is like, you know, an idea without action is the definition of hallucination.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> really good. That's you really know, good. Yeah. It's so it's so true. Just take the first step and see where it goes. And talk to as many people, gather as much information, and just keep going. Just keep mm. building momentum. Oh, I love it. So, tell me if um, how do you think these apps? So you've got the um well the Disc screen, which screens for dyslexia and dysphraxia, uh, and you've also got the one that's you know that the teachers use. I'm trying yeah. to think what it was yeah. called. Uh, Slipper. Yeah. Slipper. Yeah. So how do you think these apps are changing? the lives of kids with all or any of these three challenges
1: yeah well look the, the first app so Discreen, is um is all baby that's that's really much what we've been working for for all those years yep. um and that's actually the, the the most complex and hard one to 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 have done and so so the the idea of Discreen is obviously to in 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 simple term is you know uh, ha, ha, like how can we enable adult that are with children and that could be parent that could be teacher that could be you know uh, professional speech pathologists? how can we enable those people to efficiently affordably um assess the likelihood of dyslexia mm. um, and and because what we believe is that you know the the, the sooner you know uh, and the sooner you can raise some doubt about well this may be dyslexia it's actually little johnny is not going to grow out of it mm. well the sooner you do that the, the sooner you're actually going to start looking for support and looking for, for different ways to support that child and so for us um, this screen is uh, you know a, a first step towards achieving that um, so the current stage of this screen is that it, we we are a screening tool. What that means is that we are we are not replacing educational psychologists, and we we are definitely not replacing speech pathologists yeah. because you know s- those those people are actually um, supporting the child and and really have the ability to understand, like I said, where to start to actually teach that child how to read and how to start. Um, where we come in is that well. We, we can't provide all of those information however we can provide the likelihood of dyslexia mm. um, and so and so you know before going down the path of you know spending a fair amount of money into getting the support that that child needs then you can probably spend a, a much lesser amount of money to first make sure that that child is very likely to have dyslexia because you know when when a child has has problem with reading or writing the list of the causes of that is very long you know it could be vision impairment it could be hearing impairment it could be you know all sorts of different things and so um by knowing that it is probably dyslexia then you have first of all you have a name yeah you know you can put a name on it well it's probably dyslexia and then now you start looking at what's this what is dyslexia how can i get support you maybe join a facebook group with parent support and you can ask other parents you know um and so this screen is very much that. This screen is the enabler, like start asking yourself some question, you know, as soon as possible. Yeah. That's the key message. Yeah. Um, and so Sliper, S- Sli- Sliper is, is slightly different. So, so Sliper is free. Um, uh, um, and the idea that we have behind Sliper is that, you know, we know, like we've been working with fantastic um, professionals, you know, we've worked with clinic, with speech pathologists, with, with psychologists and other non for for profit organization and we know how time poor those people are like every speech yeah. pathologist that we work with they're completely booked they have like 70 kids to see every week it, you know when we have to organize a meeting with them it's like a week in advance so th- those people are needed in society like we need more of those guys yeah. and 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 men and women to to help those 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 child and so the idea behind sliper is to say well we can't replace those people you know i uh, it's 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 going to be you know there's no way really that we could replace them by technology however there is some way we can enable them and empower them with technology to make their job more efficient um, and, you know, um, and so Sliper, for example, at the moment is a very, it's, it's like an, an early stage um, development, you know, it's available for everyone to use. Um, and what it does is that you can um, accurately measure um, reading reaction time.
0: Okay. Um, and, you,
1: yeah. and you can have multiple reading sessions. So, for example, you know, if, if you're a speech pathologist, for example, you can see and support a child. And so you can run a, a reading session when you very first see the child. And then you can run, you know, I don't know, fortnight reading session, and you can see the improvement oh. um, in their reading reaction time, you know. And we know that reading reaction time um, is very, very likely to be linked to problem with dyslexia yeah. and, and other disorder. And so, and that's done by a machine that's instant. Um, you can have a report. And we are planning on adding more tests um, that are as well relevant for them that are instantly, you know, um, that. Measure that instantly, so that they don't have to when they go back home, look at the test result and you know manually write down and you know manually track all that yeah, is, yeah. you know so we we that's what we're trying to do with with Sliper is to really have a a, a, a reliable instant tracking tool where they can organize all their um students in the same dashboard and, and, you know, have them there and have uh, uh, an overtime reporting of their progression on different uh, type of measurements, mm. objective measurements. So, yeah, wow. that's... That's... <laughs> that's
0: a massive time saver, massive time saver. Mm. Yeah, and I, I know I've been in jobs where I've had to come back home and write case notes and stuff like that, and it is very, very time consuming. So, what you, you know, you're giving them their life back, really,
1: <laughs> yeah that's the goal and then and people don't I mean you know we have both sides because it's amazing we we have parents who reaching reach out to us and say we need help and unfortunately what we say to them is well look you know we don't have we can't help you yeah, we, we that's not what we do what we do is we build technology we we're not mm. expert in how to support your child and we are not um accredited to give you any advice um um and so and and we and so we can see how speech pathologists and, and educational psychologists are needed like we need much more than that and uh, talking about this and, and one one thing that we've the like some of the finding that we found is that you know there's so many parents who need help and we get asked so many questions which we can't like we, there's no way for us to answer. So we've decided to do a, an initiative um, which is called ask a Speechy. yeah <laughs> And so we were like, well you know we work with all those speech pathologists and amazing people and they are so time poor. And we have on the other side we have all those, this community who's asking us question which we can't answer. Yeah. How about we call a speech pathologist every month? We take them for one hour and we ask the community to ask us question and we ask them the speech oh, pathologies, their question. What a great <laughs> idea. Yeah, so that's that's the first episode is actually on the nineteenth of June. So we're gonna try and put this together and see what that does. You know, let's try and bring accessibility to the community. Um, from, from those professionals. Mm. So that, that, yeah. <laughs> so what's that,
0: is that a podcast or is it a YouTube series or?
1: Oh, look, it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be an online interview. I've never done that before. So I would be, I would be running the first couple of episodes. Um, but yeah, that's the idea is for people to submit their idea. So we've got a website for that on our blog where they can submit questions. Yep. Um, and then um, I, we invite a professional online, we have an interview and we ask them like 10 questions that we've received. Um, and they, you know, they're, they're answering, um, and we, yeah, so we're planning on doing this as a video and maybe we're gonna, I don't know how, how much time consuming this is. We really need to, to, I really need to work that out because I've never, 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 done that before, but, um, yeah, the idea is to, you know, help the community by, sort of giving them a small glimpse of accessibility mm. to, to those professionals so like you know ask your question and we will ask it for you and then you can check out the video and and, and see what what the professionals say
0: oh that's fantastic uh, and, the, and and you're doing it again I don't know how this is going to work but we're just going to give it a crack and and, and we'll, we'll <laughs> iron it out as we go but that's 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 yeah. going to be such a good thing and I'm just going to just going to say now you um because people are going to be wondering what website is that so it's distech.com.au and you spell dystech d-y-s-t-e-c-h so distech.com.au so go and have a look at the blog it's not up yet but you know keep an eye on that sort of stuff so and go and go and read stuff if you've got a kid with dyslexia or dyspraxia or dysgraphia go and get onto this website and have a look at what they're doing it's amazing amazing stuff so
1: yeah, thank you.
0: And I do have to make an apology. I did call your sliper slipper. So I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine, you know. And the worst thing that we could ever do is do a spelling mistake for the word sli- for the word slipper, you know. There's a double p normally, but the the, the thing is sliper mean summative literacy performance report. Right. Oh right. So, so for a company who's building technology to support people with you know students with learning disability, then making a product call like like the, that way is maybe not the wiser idea that we had. But you know we'll have to deal with it.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter as long as the app works. That's the main thing. Uh, yeah. But speaking of the slider app, what sort of feedback have you had from professionals that are using it?
1: Um. Well, look, we've had so much feedback and um we don't really know where to start um <laughs> mm. so um the reason we wanted to and we've actually been very closely working with them because we want them to build a product right we yeah. we are not we're not the expert we are not in their shoes we are not doing their work and they have to tell us um what worked for them and 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 what is actually relevant for them and um you know, the, there's a lot of literature online which shows, um, you know, different type of exercise and how to, you know, help a, a child learning how to read or how to write. Um, but, um, yeah, so we've had, uh, you know, a list of potential um, new feature to add, um, which is quite endless. Um, so we have to um, sort of... Uh, look at you know which are the one that comes back the most often and let's make sure that this feature is actually relevant for everyone yeah because yeah. um what's what's you know what's a bit complex in in I would say the the, the industry of education and reading and literacy. Is that there is so much things out there there's so many mm. different exercises there's so many different assessments there's the the list is endless there's so many different programs that, you know and so <clears throat> because we want to build a a a technology that sort of fits the the majority of professional um we have to sort of um filter out you know what like you know what is very very unique that no one else use or very yeah. few people use and what is very very common because what we want is something that's very very common or something that's highly standardized throughout multiple country and you know um, that sort of thing so so it, it's it's a, it's a hard process for us because you know in, in we don't want to build something that is is not relevant mm. for the majority
0: and it's a, and it's a very very complex. It's it's a complex area anyway. Like the stuff that you do, but also that every single kid, even like every single kid with dyslexia, only dyslexia, they're completely different kids anyway. Yep. So it, it's just so many variables. So absolutely, it's not an enviable job, I can tell you. You'd be uh,
1: constantly <laughs> thinking. About yeah, and, this. and 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 that's 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 why we are actually positioning ourselves, you know, as a startup. And we try to say to the world that we are not psychologists, we are not speech pathologists, Mm. and we are mathematicians and data scientists. So, for example, you know, the reading reaction time is the same for every single human on Earth. Like, so that's universal, like, regardless, you know, the, the time on which you can see a word, and the time on which you actually try to read it—that's that's like universal. So what we try to do is to really just focus our energy and technology on something on, on things that are purely objective, mm. um, and 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 really have little to zero subjectivity into measurement. Um, so let's let's see, <laughs> we'll see.
0: Well. It's it's mind blowing, you know. I just think it's uh, it's 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 very needed, extremely needed, and it's just incredible. I to me, it just I mean, I, I love it. You know, but I still can't figure how all these you know mathematical formulas do all this. And I just think it's absolutely brilliant. But now, for you, as uh, you know, you were growing up as a kid with dyslexia and dysgraphia, so. And you left school at an early age because, mm. you know, clear, I know that, you know, I've worked with a lot of kids that mainstream school just didn't work for them, you know, for mm. a number of reasons. But what challenges did you have when you're growing up, you know, with, with these two things going against you? You know, I, yeah. I'm, I don't think they're a bad <coughs> thing. But, you know, when you're trying to deal with a mainstream situation, you know, they're, they're not really catered for. So,
1: mm. you know, mm. what
0: kind of challenges do you, did you
1: yeah, um, well, look, and uh, I always say that because it, it's it's it, it, it's it's weird. So, uh, I I think I'm one of the luckiest one. I'm, I'm I'm part of the lucky people who have dyslexia and dysgraphia. And the reason I'm saying this is because, you know, of course, I I was diagnosed with um, the disorder when I was eleven, twelve. Yeah. But, but, like after that, nothing happened. So mm. I grew up not being dyslexic and graphic if that makes sense. Like yeah. life yeah. Was, just, was, was just life and my struggle was just my struggle. I, in, in no way um, I, I had people around me saying, oh, but you know, you're dyslexic, that's, that's why. And, you know, so, mm. so for me, the reality of things is that I, I, I really much became aware of my condition when we started DISTIC. Um, yeah. And the reason for that is because I, I needed to educate myself much more on dyslexia. And so I went to different talk and conference. And every time, you know, those, those people talking, they were describing me, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. problem with focus, organizational. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, that explained my life. Mm. <laughs> you know, that explained what happened at school. That explained why um, I, I struggled to learn while reading. And you know that it, it just explained, it, it just put a name on something that certainly I was diagnosed for, but were never um, put put to light, if, if that makes sense, mm, uh, throughout my life. Yep. And and so and so the reason I'm saying I'm I'm the lucky one, I'm one of the luckiest, is because I just never thought of myself that uh, that this was a disorder and that I was different. I, I always had this well i'm gonna prove you wrong and you know i'm just gonna do my thing and then we'll see and and i so i think i think in that sense you know uh, some i mean some people have a lot of struggle with this because you know when when you you know when when your whole life or your whole early childhood life and your education life you're being told you're different you need Mm -hmm. support you're going to stay 20 minutes after all your classmates to get extra time which is fantastic, you know I'm not saying that's bad that's what we need to do, but on the other side, you know we, we should acknowledge that this made you feel very different right, yeah. and feeling yeah. different isn't you know is not necessarily positive mm. right um, and so in some way, I've never felt that I've never had that feeling of well, you know I'm different and I, I just I was just you know being me in, in some mm. way um, mm. so it's a weird sort of experience you know um yeah, um, and 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 now that you know, I understand dyslexia, and I understand you know how people can really really suffer from it. I mean, you know, we've had we've had discussion with you know um, fifty plus year old people in tears, mm. uh, you know, because they had dyslexia and they choose um career path that didn't match them, and they cried, right? Mm and they're adult they're grown people they have life experience and so uh, uh, you know the amount of suffering um you can really it's really tangible you know it's, mm. it's, it's very tangible and so when i see all of this and i'm thinking about and ref- i'm reflecting this on me i'm like well I'm, I'm sort of lucky you know because i didn't i didn't went through all those feeling in terms of dyslexic and yeah. drop out of school and all that sort of thing it was just my life, in, in a way.
0: <laughs> it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? You know, it's uh, we talk about this. You know, I've talked about this a lot in my in my working with disability. You know, if if and with kids with Aspergers, you know, and that type of stuff, it's sort of like if. Once you diagnose somebody, and even with a health condition, once you're diagnosed, you become hypersensitive, you know, and everything seems yeah. to exaggerate a little bit more and you feel different and that sort of stuff. But if you – it's a, it's catch-22 because if you don't diagnose something soon enough, which is what you're trying to do with, you know, your disc screen, you're trying to dis- diagnose it early so that they can get the proper support, but then you're highlighting the difference, do you know. So it is a real mm-hmm. catch-22, and I guess yeah. – at the end of the day, I suppose though, if you, if if your screening can then lead to really effective support, it can minimise the difference. You know, it can really um, ha- have a great impact so that people don't get left behind. And I and I guess at the end of the day, that's the main thing that people just don't fall through the cracks and get left behind. And you know, you know some. Absolutely. Some people, some people take their own lives, you know, when they they feel oh, like yeah. they're a failure, or they don't fit in, or that something's wrong with them. I mean, it's at, at least it gives them an understanding, and hopefully they get the right supports in place. So
1: uh, ab- absolutely, um, and and you know, uh, we, I mean, I have a very simple view of the problem. We, uh, you know, I like to simplify problem, and <laughs> and you know, if you take dyslexia right and i'm not sure if that applies to all the learning disorder but let's take dyslexia for example you know if like there's two problem and if you solve those two problems you're set and, you know the first one is knowledge so mm-hmm. assessment diagnosis it's just you know it's like the sooner you know the faster you know then the sooner and the faster you can provide support yeah. so that's the first problem which is the, the current assessment uh, landscape and so you know you know today if you were to go through a diagnosis a full diagnosis with an educational psychologist you're looking at you know over two grand, and mm. you, you're probably going to wait six months if not a year before ha- before having a spot so we have a massive imbalance between supply and demand it's like basic economic there's so many people with the condition and there's so few people being able to diagnose the the, the, mm. the, the disorder so if we solve that that's one problem, but then the other is like the support, like how can we have very efficient support, making sure that those those kids grow up um, equal to everyone with the same opportunity, with the same mindset, with, you know, everything that goes with it. Yeah. Um, and to me, you know, if we solve both, um, well, dyslexia is a thing of the past, I think. Um, mm. and so what we're trying to do is to solve the first one. <laughs> then yeah. you know and then if we solve the first one, then we only have to focus on one problem instead of two, which you know increases our chance of of solving mm. it, obviously.
0: Well, and, and people can be better supported too, if if the mm. condition is understood, you know. So
1: mm.
0: no, I think it's how do you think your life would have been different if you had an app like this when you were younger? Like if you you weren't diagnosed, but let's say you were do you think it would have changed anything for you in particular?
1: Um. Well, I yes, I I, I do. Um. The, uh, well, I I think if teacher that I went to school with had this app, and had, you know, in front of them a third party that is trusted, that is reliable, that is telling them, well, this child is very likely to have dyslexia, then I believe that it would have made a big difference in in, in the way that they approach my behaviours and, and, and all sorts of things. So, I mean, definitely it would, would have had an impact. I mean, you know, the, the big problem is that, you know, it's like, well, you can't blame teacher, like, because like dyslexia is very complex and you know if you like an a teacher they have one year to teach like 30 kids a full curriculum
0: yeah
1: how on earth are you going to have time to really understand dyslexia and to individually one-on-one support like there's no way it's just not humanly possible there's not enough hours in a day yeah um and, and so um so you can't blame them but the thing is if you have a technology that can quickly um, and reliably assess the likelihood, then that takes 10 minutes. Okay, you know, you don't have to like, spend hours on how to support that child, but at least you know. You know at least you can have a different approach, yeah. slightly different approach. And at least you can probably, um, maybe, you know, because you may think, or oh, maybe he's lazy or, or whatever you may think, but now you don't have to think, you know, you know you you have an idea so yeah. that would indirectly impact yeah. you know teaching in my in my opinion oh
0: we'd well, have a lot more empathy too and when there's behaviors you'd be saying well i understand why these are happening and and, and also you can start talking to your other teachers, you know, at the school saying, hey, look, I've just worked out that, you know, little Johnny's got dyslexia. Does anybody know, you know, has anybody got any supports or does anybody mm. have any ideas? And I think it opens conversation too to make uh, kid, kids with dyslexia more normal, you know, ma- yeah, normalise it a lot more. And, and it's also, there's a lot of behaviours that go with disorders and disabilities. And, you know, quite often the kids are, blamed, you know, like, oh, that, that, yeah. that, that kid's a bloody shocker, you know, and all that. But if we actually understand what's going on behind the scenes, we've got a lot, more, a lot more compassion for them, a lot more empathy, we're a lot more willing to work with them to, you know, to help them feel better so that they're not exhibiting, you know, such bad behaviours, which is not bad because they're bad. The behaviours are just their way of saying, I need help, you know, and nobody's yeah. coming good with the correct kind of help. So...
1: Uh, absolutely. And you know we've we've seen so many scenarios where you know sometimes the teacher suspect something and the parent does not accept it. Yeah, and vice versa. sometimes the parent suspects something and sometimes the teacher don't accept mm. it. And, and 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 the you know the thing that that's happening is that you know there is screening out there. Like we're not the first one um but m- most of those screening you need a training you need to be accredited in some way you need to have some sort of certification to be able to yeah provide that training yeah. but with what we've done it it, it takes 10 minutes and you don't need any prior training and the reason for this is because the computer is doing the job mm. um and that's and it could be a very hard concept to understand but you know it, it, if you take you know if, if you if you take um let's say you want to build an algorithm to recognize apple on an image for example um basically the way um artificial intelligence work and more precisely something called machine learning is that um it's an algorithm that you train to learn and so what you do is you have a folder with you know thousands of photo and images of apple mm-hmm. and another folder of thousands of images of everything but an apple And you just train, you just feed those images to the algorithm, and you tell the algorithm, well, all this folder contain an apple, and all this folder do not contain an apple, and you let it learn. And at the end, what you have is that you have an algorithm that can predict, based on a given image, the the likelihood of having an apple. And so, and and, you know, we've we've reached massive amount of accuracy with this. And that's exactly what we've did with dyslexia. We've we've basically collected thousands of audio recording of children with dyslexia yeah. who have already been officially diagnosed, as well as um, you know, thousands of recordings from children without. Wow. And we've trained that algorithm and, and, and that's it. So there's no training. Let the computer do the job mm. for that.
0: <laughs> but what a massive job. What a massive yeah. job. Wow, hats off to you. i tell you what, its what's what I really love is your passion towards this. You know, even as you're talking, I can hear it, your passion's just belting through, and I love it. It is just, no, it's it's really good. If only everybody had that passion for what they do. You know, it's it's really good. Now, I want to ask you, how does this work? I'm kind of getting the feeling anyway because of your passion, but how does this work fill your own cup? You know, how, how does this help you to make to make you feel great like i think i can wow. feel it anyway but yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> um look the uh, uh, well uh, oh that's a, you know i don't know where to start here um i think the first amazing feeling that i have when i wake up about this whole thing is the fact that we can we can do it mm-hmm. um so we can use technology to assess dyslexia um, and and that's that's huge yeah, that's huge for us like that's 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 a massive leap forward um, and and just the idea of being able to do that, being able to demonstrate this with you know mathematic data science yeah is um, is is a, is a fantastic um, you know Activity, I would say, you know, you're really excited about what you're going to find because, um, you know, you're, not, you're, you're looking at the numbers, you're looking at the results, you're looking at the accuracy, you're looking at all sorts of different things and you can see patterns, right? Mm. Um, but also on the possibility of new scientific finding, like, can the data tell us some secret that we don't know? Can we observe some patterns that no human expert has ever discovered before Mm. um like for example you know is there a way to screen for dyslexia before the age of reading like because you know right now the child has to go through hell which means they have to start being able to read to understand that there is something wrong so you're you're already hurt yeah yeah. um is there a way to assess that before you know Mm. and there's all sorts of questions that could potentially be answered moving forward which which Um, you know give us energy into what's next Mm. and and how and you know we've also been approached by some fantastic people from the US who are um, working with um, autistic people yeah uh, and they want to know is there a way we could do this with autism and we're like we have no clue we don't know anything about autism (laughs) you know let's tell us more you know let's 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 start asking some questions so um, it's just this sort of endless uh, list of what can we do uh, mm. with technology? How can we use AI for good? You know, that's a yeah. trendy thing. Yeah. Like, how can we use this technology for good? Um, but more importantly, like, how many children can we help? in a month yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. let's get that number up <laughs>
0: oh okay I share your excitement I really do I don't understand it but I share I share the passion you're you know yeah. you're making me buzz with excitement it's just uh, it, I, it's really fantastic it's real well do you I know you said before that you're not an expert at it you know and so I'm not I'm not expecting an expert answer here but what kind of signs might alert a parent that their child might have one of these three things and you know, um, at what age might they become noticeable?
1: Well, that's yeah. Look, again, I'm not. I'm. I. I. am not accredited or have any expertise to have a relevant answer to that. Yeah. Um. Uh, um. You know, there's many different signs. Um, it could be seen in different angle. Um. It. It could be um, diagnosed at different age um you know the the, the reality is that the, 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 there is no objective truth okay yeah. just like you yeah. know if you take uh other industry like health you know the, the progress that we've made in science about cancer and all that sort of thing um you know there is some objective truth like we can clearly say yes or no when when you have cancer and uh, mind you i'm not comparing dyslexia with cancer. I'm just, mm. you know, that's yeah, just yeah. a segue in terms of giving some analogy here. So d- dyslexia, I mean, it seems to me, you know, by looking at the the, the academic work and the, the fantastic research that's being made by psychologists and other people in the field, it, it, it looks like we, there's still a lot we don't know. There's, there's still a lot we don't know. And we're learning every day. Um, and with the little that we know so far, um, we, there is some sort of guidance. But again i i i can't you know i, I can't give you any guidance I'm, I'm not an expert in that but obviously dyslexia is clearly a problem with reading yeah, you know yeah. um you know if, if your child has problem with reading and um you know you could see that their age doesn't match um the level of reading that they should be um then you know dyslexia become a a, pro- a probable cause but but for the details, again, you know, that's that's not 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 to me to say any of that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And the
0: same would be for dysgraphia as well. So maybe the best advice, you know, just if your kid is sort of um, struggling, showing signs of struggling to read or struggling to write, maybe just get the app, you know, and and, and yeah. give your kid a run through it and just see see what comes up, and you know, you could be yeah. saving them a hell of a lot of pain. Uh, yeah. And, and, absolutely. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. It doesn't matter. You know, it's.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and you know what we like when you when you do a screening. So you know, um, at the end, what we recommend is that you know if if the algorithm found that you you are seventy percent or more likely to have the condition, then what we recommend is to actually um, get advice from an accredited professional and and start looking in that direction. Yeah. Um, if it's like 10% or, you know, 20%, then maybe maybe it's something else, maybe, you know, maybe it's not dyslexia. Um, and, and so, yeah, um, you know, what the, the big, like the big um, concept that we've put behind this is that, you know, we don't know, like there's a function to assess the likelihood of dyslexia, right? Um, we can measure um, the amount of hair you have on your head, we can measure your height, we can measure your weight. Maybe those criteria are not relevant at all, and they most likely are not. Um, um, and so what we said is we said, well, we don't know how to assess dyslexia. So what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, train a machine to, to learn that yeah. and, and, and let the machine do the job because it actually does a much better job than, than us. <laughs>
0: wow. Isn't that incredible, isn't it? Mm. You know, you know, I used to watch uh, Lost in Space and and you know see robot you know remember robot was you know like the big stiff old thing and, and then you're looking at um you know star wars with c3po and all that but but you 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 know now it's this tiny weeny little chip that's smaller than your fingernail can can do all this incredible stuff and it's 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 mind blowing it's absolutely yeah. mind blowing
1: yeah yeah <laughs> i know i know exactly what you mean yeah i've seen that i've seen that true as well yeah it's it's crazy you know look i, I think we're just at the beginning Um, and I'm, I'm really excited as to what, what comes next? How far can we go? And, 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 and more importantly, like how many child can we help? Mm. (laughs)
0: Well, that was going to be my next question is what's on the horizon. Any, any, anything you can tell us about that's not secretive.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, well, look, the first thing is that, you know, we've, uh, you know, last year we went on, uh, we were lucky to be invited by the ABC to have a, an interview about our work. And we told the world that we were planning on helping one million child by 2020. <laughs> so uh, obviously a pandemic happened in between. So, you know, yeah. no one would have expected that. But, um, but what's on the horizon? Well, um, we, at the moment, the, the screening is only available for native English speaking. Um, individual Um, and we would like to actually start working on um, looking at ways to make this technology available for other language such as you know uh, spanish maybe asian country yeah Um, and um, and also maybe building a a a screening tool that is a bit more um, appropriate for school where um, they could probably manage all their students um, in in, uh, in one go and, yeah. and all that sort of thing yeah. um, and obviously you know um, we we have plenty on all list you know we have some uh, question that we have about autism it's a very early stage mm-hmm. where we start looking at it and, and try and understand uh, what, are, what are the way um, data science could potentially um, be of help mm. um, and um and, and yeah, just, you know, let's let's get um, let's get more data, let's analyse more data and let's see what um you know, science tell us.
0: Mm. Well it's a never ending never ending field, isn't it? It's just, you know. Anything you want to try, there it is. But I think those things you've got on the horizon uh, are, are going to be absolutely fantastic, and I'm sure you will hit your million kids. Just yes, we didn't know a pandemic was going to come and uh, drop <laughs> drop right in our lap, did we? But um, I, I think what you're doing, look, if if you stop today, not that you're going to, or not that you should, but even if you did, you know, you can be sit sit comfortably in knowing that you've helped so many people. It's just an hmm. it's incredible achievement.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very good feeling, mm. you know, when you wake up. And then what's what's very different is like, you know, um because, you know, we're selling an app and we we know we're helping people by by helping them get a the likelihood of uh, d- dyslexia or dysgraphia, but but we don't see those people, right? Mm. And when you, you know, when you talk to, you know, when we discuss with speech pathologists and, and and psychologists and they're like they work with people. So it's a kind of different feeling where we can Potentially help much more people just per head, basically, you know, mm. per member of the team. But but um, it's a different feeling than them. Like they actually see the chart, and they, so um, in both way, it's it's amazing, you know. In, in, in both ways, it's it's a very good feeling where when you see that you know you're building technology that sort of.
0: Helping people.
1: Yeah, it's part of bettering society in some way, you know. Uh, And so great feeling, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's the bit I like. And I like what you said before, you know, AI for good, you know. And it's just any contribution, I think, that you can make to make a better world, you know, you've got to be so proud of. You really do. Mm. So mm. I think you're doing a wonderful job. So with um, because this is a get off the bench podcast, and we're in talking about talking to and talking about you know people getting off the bench and giving things a crack. What advice would and and you've absolutely shown that you did that in the start and <laughs> still doing it. What advice would you give to somebody who's got an idea in their head and they think, oh yeah, maybe, and they've got self doubt and all that kind of stuff? What advice would you give them to get cracking?
1: Oh God! Uh, well, look, you know, um, today is the best day to start a business yep. or to start <laughs> something. Um, y- y- like you know, um, making a Facebook page is free. Um, you know, you can use. Uh, you can go to networking event. It's free. Yeah. You can. You can order business card from VistaPrint and tell the world that you've made something crazy even if you didn't even start and see how people react. Yep. <laughs> uh, Love it. You know, I've I've met I've met someone who who started a company and, and she's amazing. She's she's um she's doing 3D she's 3D printing glasses. Yeah. And she did one example and she wear it to every single networking event that she goes and say yeah i've got a business i'm selling those glasses and people look at it she's got only one she don't even know if she can scale up the production <laughs> and 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 that's so successful right and and so um and that costs you zero so you know yeah. apart from your time so so um it's not a matter of money um, it, it's not a matter of how to start like there's plenty of way i mean you know social media for example you know there is what seven six website where you can have your name out there for free yeah, yeah. um you don't need a fancy website just you know yeah try that and and don't be scared of um you know, telling people and see what they say. Mm. Uh, that, that's very important. Don't keep it to yourself. Yep. And, and and the reality is no one care about your idea. You know, uh, uh, you know. that's the reality. So if you're scared of telling people because you feel that they may be copying you or whatever, that's a really wrong assumption. Mm. And the more people you talk to, the more feedback you get, the more um, efficient you would be into putting this into action mm. and, and, and result.
0: Yep great advice <laughs> oh good god you're exciting you are you're so passionate i just absolutely love it love it love it guys come on you got to get your idea out there and just get moving look what um hugo's done just you know just with one idea so there's the world needs what you've got so let's do it so anyway tell everybody where can we find find you and where can we find Tech, you know so yeah. website,
1: Facebook, Insta, all that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, we, all, we are on everywhere. So, you know, we are on Instagram, Facebook. Um, like you said, the website is distech.com.au. Um, this is where everything is. You can um, download the app from there. You can look at the research that we've done. Um, and there's a blog also. We have a blog where we try to have useful information and useful blog posts. Um, this is where also we have the Ask a Speeches series yeah. on my blog yeah. um, where, you know, we're going to try and have a professional every month and, and answering, asking them your question. Yeah. Um, and if you want to reach out to me, look, I'm, I'm quite active on LinkedIn. Um, so you can look me up, um, get in touch with me. Um, it's, it's Hugo Richard. Um, and, and yeah, I'll be happy to um, have a chat if you have any question
0: fantastic and facebook is distech australia and instagram is distech australia so that's it and i will put all this information in the show notes anyway so please do reach out to hugo and you know ask stuff and I except you're gonna you better be ready for his passion. That's all I can say. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Hugo. This is um really exciting, really inspiring. It it really gives us hope, you know. And it's it's so nice to know that there are people out there really trying hard for um kids with disabilities and you know just to just to make the world a better place. It's uh, it's it's beautiful. So really thank you for that.
1: Yeah, no, and thank, thanks, Karen, for having me. And, and it was, it was great, great discussing with you. It's, it's, it's amazing. You've got fantastic energy as well. So it's thank always you. nice to to have a chat with uh, people like yourself.
0: Oh, thank you very much. All right. Well, hopefully we'll um, catch up soon, you know, after this pandemic's finished. But, um, yeah, until then, it was lovely speaking to you over the phone.
1: Uh, yeah, same. <laughs>
0: All right. We'll catch you soon.
1: All right. Bye.
0: Thank you. Oh, guys, how was that? Seriously, if you have got a kid that, or you know of a kid that's having some reading difficulties or writing difficulties, you know, download that app. It's called Discreen. So D-Y-S-C-R-E-E-N, Discreen and just you know just get on it and, and if your kid doesn't have it that's great look for something else but you know it, it's such a simple way and as Hugo said it doesn't cost the world it's just such a quick simple way to ha- potentially help out your child so this is really fantastic and if there's any teachers listening have a look at Sliper S-L-I-P-E-R you can have a look in the show notes anyway but just such such a wonderful vision that's come to fruition and I absolutely love this. I just love speaking with people who have got such a great passion for what they do and a passion to make the world a better place. And as Hugo said, look, it is so easy to get your project off the ground. Just start up a Facebook page, you know, get yourself a free website, make yourself a prototype, get some business cards, just start telling people. There are so many ways and if you keep your idea or your project in your head, you're not helping anybody, and in particular, you know, if you don't care so much about anyone else, you're not helping yourself. Like you're going to live a life wishing and wishing and wishing. So get off the bench, do that thing you really love, and just make the most of this one life, one chance that we've got. So anyway, that's enough for that. But Hugo was absolutely brilliant. So go check him out. Go give him some love. You know, check out that blog and all that sort of stuff. And what what amazing stuff. But anyway, guys. Again, Again, I'm going to say it, thank you so much for tuning in all the time and sticking with us and I'm so glad that you're here supporting all these incredible people that really are making a difference in this world. So I'll catch up with you next week and until then, you have a fantastic week. Okay, see ya. Hey, thanks for joining me. It really does mean the world to me. Now, if you or somebody you know is doing amazing things, make sure you send me an email to info at getoffthebench.com.au. That's info at getoffthebench.com.au. Otherwise, head on over to my website at kerenvaughan.com and tinker around there a bit and send me a message. Okay, catch you next week.